Welcome to the Sicilian Secret Diet Plan Podcast. This podcast is written and presented to you by husband and wife team Dr. Sandra Camerata and Dr. Giovanni Campanile. Sandra is a psychiatrist and was born and raised in Sicily, and Giovanni is a cardiologist. They have written the Sicilian Secret Diet Plan book and podcast in order to introduce a wider audience to the wonderful taste and health benefits of the Sicilian Mediterranean diet, which will lead you onto a path of longevity and improved health span, the reduction of disease in the later part of your life. The goal is to live not only longer, but better with improved vitality and joy of life. Their motto is Be Well Deliciously. Today, we're excited to uh, talk about a sequel, basically, to our last podcast on macro and micronutrients. Uh, we're going to talk about a very uh, interesting topic, the synergy of foods, how foods interact with each other, and, uh, and also the seasonality, uh, you know, eating in season and how that's beneficial. So uh, I'll let Sandra start. So foods that come together, why foods come together and why is our body ready to welcome these foods that come in season together? So the food synergy is the concept that, they are, that there is a non-random mixture of food constituents operating in concert for the life of the organism eaten and most likely for the life of the eater. So the same food constituents that, that the plant or the animal enjoys are the same food combinations that we, the eater, will enjoy. So, and this complex mixture of compounds that are present in food have developed under evolutionary control. So there is a reason why we have certain plants, we eat certain plants, we have certain animals, and we eat certain animals. So it is that the study of food synergies in, looks at the interaction between nutrients, their absorption, their bioavailability, and this can be positive, or can be negative. And the food synergy is so the interaction between all the nutrients in food rather than looking at a single component. And that is the difference what we do with vitamins. We're looking at one single component deficiency. Um, we look at minerals, one single component deficiency. With the food synergy, we look at the whole food and all combination of foods and why we need them. So in the first half of the 20th century, um, they were able to finally identify the essential vitamins, the minerals, their use, and that was essential. Right? We learned that vitamin C was absolutely necessary to treat the scurvy, um, that came from vitamin C deficiency, that uh, B12 deficiency gives you anemia, um, B2 deficiency gives you retarded growth, a bad skin, uh, D, vitamin D deficiency gives you rickets, and uh, deficiency of calcium gives you uh, brittle bones, etc., etc. So now, Functional foods and the active compounds play a vital role 
in preventing chronic diseases. They improve immunity and they prevent infections. So we have stressed this through our videos, our podcasts, that, that the most <clears throat> important strategy to augment good health is to increase the consumption of fruits, vegetables, whole grains, fish. So we have phytochemicals present in functional foods that maintain a balance between health and disease. And there are thousands of phytochemicals that interferes with multiple cellular pathways. So, you know, this is also ties into seasonality and, uh, you know, eating foods in season uh, because there's a synergy also with where and when you get your food. So seasonality refers to eating vegetables and fruit when they're naturally ripe in different times of the year. Um, this is based on the fact that produce has specific geographic locations and times of the year where and when they grow best. Foods can be what we call globally seasonal, that means produced and harvested in season, but consumed anywhere in the world, or locally seasonal, where they're produced and harvested in season, but consumed locally. When possible, locally seasonal is always pre preferred. However, for some foods, if you choose to eat them, you cannot have, like, let's say an avocado in the Northeast. You need that has to be globally seasonal. Um, so this can't be avoided if you want to eat these certain special foods. It's interesting that 50 years ago in the U.S., most food traveled no more than 100 miles before reaching markets. Today, the average distance is 1,500 miles. And the U.S. Food Conservation and Energy Act of 2008 defines local foods as foods consumed less than 400 miles from the location of production. And we know now that farmers market are trying to create what in Italy is called chilometro zero, like zero kilometers to get from a farmer, farmer uh, to the farmer's market, from a farmer to a farmer's market. So we're trying to reduce the transportation uh, length because that will improve the quality. And yeah, and that's also the slow food movement, which started in Italy, was also based on this, on the uh, foods that are produced locally, um, so they're, you know, um, more easily transported to market without having this large carbon footprint. So now we, we you know, I'm going to give you some examples of what food synergy is. Some we already spoken about before and is the interaction, for example, the use of um, a fat to allow for the absorption of soluble vitamins. But else, others are interesting combination, for example, green tea and black pepper. They work in a synergistic way to enhance the bioavailability of uh, a substance that is very, very difficult to pronounce. So please bear with me. Epigallocathecin gallate, E-G-C-G. And that is that's, present. That's present in green tea and cocoa. Correct. What the black pepper does, if you add it to green tea or cocoa, is that lowers the transit of 
EGCG in the gastrointestinal uh, tract, allowing for a maximum absorption of uh, the EGCG. So it, it, this uh, substance that is present in green tea and cocoa lowers the incidence of cancer and cardiovascular diseases and lowers cholesterol. Now, the other thing that we always do, adding lemon in our green tea or tea in general, that also enhances the absorption of the EGCG 10 times more compared to if you were uh, drinking the green tea alone. So a little bit of pepper, a little bit of lemon in your green tea can increase the absorption of very, very important element, this very important antioxidant. So there has been a recent study published in food chemistry that's confirmed that vitamin C promotes the absorption and the utilization of all the antioxidants in green tea. And vitamin C also helps the absorption of iron. Absolutely. And so it's a synergistic uh, vitamin that's necessary for better absorption of iron. And that's, again, part of synergy of food. So uh, uh, squeezing a little bit of lemon juice in your spinach, that rich in uh, iron, will increase the absorption of uh, the iron present in your vegetables. So for whenever possible, it's always better to eat vegetables and fruit when they are in season, both for the nutritional content of the food and for your ability to absorb those nutrients. Uh, but for me, the best reason to eat fruit, uh, fruit and vegetables in season is that they just taste better. I remember once biting into a peach in Sicily. It was perfectly ripe and in season, and I was just taken away. I was blown away by the intensity of the flavor. You just cannot get that intensity if you get a, a peach that's grown out of season, transported 3,000 miles, and then you, it, it's not the same thing. It's not the same food in my mind. So all the methods that are used to help transport produce, chilling them, irradiating them, and sometimes heating in a hothouse to artificially ripen will reduce the nutritional content and the flavor. And flavor is actually an indicator of the nutritional content. So, you know, the more flavorful something is, the more nutritionally dense it is. And the same thing with smell, right? That if we yep. go to the market, that we pick up a peach, uh, we pick up any fruit, we want to smell the fruit. If there is no smell, they're probably not ripe and the nutrition value is much less. For instance, you know, we've all had the experience of having these flavorless tomatoes that we buy in the winter and basically they have no very little nutritional content compared to a, you know, a, a, a good tomato in season that you've gotten locally. Uh, nutritional components of produce such as vitamin C, flavonoids, carotenoids will diminish the longer they're stored or transported. So large supermarkets use radiation to sterilize produce and sometimes preserve the produce in wax to prolong shelf life. All these techniques will result in something that looks like it should be good, but it actually has lower nutritional content. That's interesting, right? And so we want to try when we can to go to a farmer's market. So raspberries and chocolate also show a better synergistic effect for their antioxidant uh, capacity. So if 
we add um, the cocoa together with all other polyphenols, uh, flavonoids, um, can increase the antioxidant capacity. So those strawberries covered in chocolate, they sound delicious. There is a synergistic effect there. Remember to try though, to have that dark chocolate, hopefully. And then we see how curcumin and ginger together work in a synergistic effect through multiple signaling of proteins. Curcumin has the capacity to inhibit cell proliferation, metastasis. Um, so very good for certain types of cancer and together with ginger have a synergistic effect. So we've talked about this in previous episodes. The microbes in our gut or the microbiome is uh, you know a good mix of these friendly bugs is essential for optimal health, and we're we don't we're at the very beginning stages of understanding this, but this is a we now know that this is essential for good health, uh, and it's interesting that these friendly bugs also change seasonally and are ready to metabolize more readily and efficiently foods that are in season. In the summer, they're ready to metabolize fructose from summer fruits, but in the fall and winter they're ready for resistant starches that are rich in foods that are available in those seasons. So we're intimately connected to an ecosystem that's been evolving together with us for hundreds of thousands of years. If we suddenly introduce foods out of season or worse, highly processed foods, this will result in a gut microbiome that is not optimal and therefore our health will probably suffer. So that is another important reason why we eat certain foods prevalently in the winter and other foods prevalently in the summer. But another positive synergistic interaction is between turmeric and fish. And so curcumin that we talked about before um, and the combination of polyunsaturated fatty acid, uh, DHA, EPA, that are very potent anti-inflammatory agent present in fish, they act synergistically with curcumin, uh, decreasing the production of inflammatory eicosanoids, another difficult word for me, and uh, the reactive oxygen species to re and the, together they can relieve the oxidative stress, which is what we want to relieve in all our cells. Right? That, that is the, 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 the most important thing of eating a healthy diet is that consistently decrease oxidation in our cells, which is what tends to cause those chronic illnesses that we absolutely want to avoid. What happens is that all the metabolism in our body and in our brain results in metabolites uh, that are formed. And also these oxygen species, they're called ROS or reactive oxygen species. And these can be damaging if they're not eliminated in some way. So they have to be neutralized. And that's what, the, that's what an antioxidant does. It neutralizes reactive oxygen species so that we don't get the cancers or the other chronic diseases that are caused by, by these substances. So remember, you know, to add a little bit of turmeric possibly in your fish, 
will increase that, will relieve the oxidative stress in your cells. So turmeric has a very strong anti-inflammatory, antioxidant effect, anti-cancer properties, um, but is also better absorbed together with the pepper. So black pepper, the piperine uh, present in uh, uh, black pepper will inhibit the breakdown of curcumin compounds in the gut and the liver, increasing the bioavailability of curcumin. So curcumin can act and work a little bit longer, a little bit better, more effectively to, to help us. And there are supplements that are sold that have both curcumin and uh, pepperine together for that purpose, because it, with a little bit of pepperine, the curcumin is uh, absorbed better. But also, to go back a little bit to uh, the microbiome and variety, it's, it's always good to eat a variety of foods. And this is because a variety of foods, um, every food has its unique mix of beneficial phytonutrients. So only by eating um, a variety of foods can you be certain that you're going to get a little bit of each one of these unique nutrients and maintain optimal health. If you eat the same three things every day, then you risk not getting these optimal nutrients. We frequently stress to eat the what's called the rainbow of colors, because each color represents a unique nutritional component. And the again, back to the friendly bugs in our gut, the microbiome, they require uh, a diversity of nutrients and a diversity of fibers and Eating seasonally automatically makes you consume a variety of foods because if you eat seasonally, every season you're going to be changing the group of foods that you're going to be eating. So one of the things that uh, found out in the research that we were doing in the synergy of food is that garlic and honey have um, both the phenols and fatty acids that act synergistically to reduce bacteria growth and enhancing the killing capacity of these uh, two agents. So they also, if they're mixed together, they help uh, to prolong the shelf life of each one of them. So they're both the very powerful antibiotics. They help our immune system. So when garlic reaches the stomach, promotes the production of gastric juices, they're also very important for the absorption of iron. So garlic and vitamin C both increase the absorption of, of um, iron. So add a little bit of garlic in those spinach together with vitamin C with a little bit of lemon and uh, try to use at home a little bit of garlic in your honey, put it in the bottle and then use it, you know, maybe in for your meat, so maybe for some of your salads dressing. Uh, it might be very beneficial. So the best way to buy produce and, uh, is to support your local farmers or farmer's market, go to the farm or go to a farmer's market. This is, in this way, you automatically get produce only in season. You help small farmers survive and you avoid all the problems with foods traveling a long distance. According to the uh, Arizona College of Agriculture and Life Sciences, Farmers producing for a local market, such as a farmer's market or a local restaurant, are more likely to place a higher value on plant varieties that are more nutritious, unique, and delicious, instead of play, 
instead of placing value on yield or the amount of food, like large factory farms, they have to produce just huge quantities of food. You know, the, the quality of the food is really not the important thing. So research has also shown that improved connections between farmers and consumers has a positive impact both for the economic well-being of the farmers and the nutritional well-being of the consumer. This is a true symbiotic relationship that improves the entire ecosystem that we're part of. Talk to your farmers. See where their farm is. You know, yeah, and it's a beautiful experience. Bring your children. I mean, let your children learn you know, about soil, about farmers. Children's, children love this sort of thing. It'll help them the rest of their lives. But it's, it's interesting that one of the key players and decision makers in this system are the friendly bacteria living inside us because they're driving us to improve the health of our, our gut by eating seasonally, by going to farmer's markets, and uh, so, they can, so that they can thrive and in turn we can optimize our health. And we get attracted also by certain colors. We see the colors and our brain gets activated probably by the gut bacteria, even though they live in the dark in our gut. So like Giovanni was saying, the nutrient supply in the human body depends mainly on the bioavailability of the particular nutrients in, and not on the quantity. So we need to get that particular food that has enough of the nutrients that we need and not the necessarily the amount, the big amounts that might not have enough nutrition. And if we want to get away from, from uh, factory farming, which is really not sustainable and not good for the environment and it's not good for nutrition, uh, you know, supporting your local farmer, learning about varieties of produce, heirloom farming and the importance of quality soil. It's, it's just a beautiful experience for the whole family. And this cannot be experienced in a large supermarket. Of course, we have to go to supermarkets for certain things. But the more we support local farmers, the better it is. And, and one thing to keep in mind is that organic is also a big farm kind of concept. Uh, small farms sometimes can't be certified organic, but they are sometimes better than organic because their soil is great. They, they really take care of their, their, their product and their land. You know, it's a, it's a legacy for them. It's more than just a and business. And that's why I talk to the farmers because they might actually be fairly organic, but getting the organic uh, certificate is a very, very expensive process. And again, we've mentioned this before, organic does not necessarily mean quality soil. So the quality of the food comes from the quality of the soil. Organic just simply means that it's clean. It doesn't have a lot of pesticides. Which is a great thing. Which is a very important thing. And we encourage organic fooding, food buying. But the soil, the, the depth and the quality of the soil is really where the nutrition comes from. If you look at natural plants, the soil is... The, the roots go down 10 feet. You know, that's what plants really want to do. They want to go deep into deep, healthy soil. If you look at some of these factory farms that the soil is only three inches deep, you know, you can imagine that the soil is not that nutritious. So another thing that I'm happy in my research to have discovered, this is something we often do. We add a hard-boiled egg to our salads. And now I know why. And I know why is uh, actually what the egg yolk does. 
added to your salad will increase the absorption of the carotenoids. So uh, we make salads with multiple vegetables. They're all rich in carotenoids, lycopene, lutein, beta-carotene, alpha-carotene, and uh, the egg yolk increased the absorption. I didn't know that, but this is something we do routinely, especially uh, when we have a, a light supper at night, that we have a big salad and we add our, pro well, we thought our protein, but I guess we were adding something more than just protein. We were creating a synergistic effect. So eating seasonally can also save you money. You know, farmers, mar you know, one of the complaints we get from people we know or patients and families that farmers markets are so expensive. But you have to put that into perspective because the nutrient content of a, of a produce in a farmer's market is three to five times more than something that came from Peru or you know thousands of miles away. So that's important. And, uh, and a study found that food costs about 36% less in peak season. That's because um, the farmers are producing a lot of that produce in that period of time. So they have an abundance, so they have to sell it. And, uh, and so you can save money on the farmer's market side of things. Uh, you, you really can't compete with the purchasing power of a large supermarket. But again, the uh, food that you go to the farmer's market is more nutritious and healthier for you and your family. So the other thing that I'm very excited to discover is that I was doing something else that was had a synergistic effect that I didn't know about. Adding a banana into your yogurt is they're both actually mutually beneficial because you have a probiotic and a prebiotic together. So the probiotic, the banana, will introduce the good bacteria I'm sorry, the probiotic, which is the yogurt, will introduce the good bacteria into the gut, while the prebiotic, which is the banana, will act as a fertilizer for the good bacteria. And the inulin that is present in the banana energizes the growth of the healthy bacteria present in the yogurt. And so it will improve both your immunity will regulate your digestion. If you are new to the show, welcome. And if you are returning, we are so grateful for your participation and support. We hope you go to iTunes or Spotify and subscribe to the show, leave feedback, write a review, or send questions. They love questions and look at every question that is submitted. The content of the Sicilian Secret Diet are meant for educational purposes only and are not meant to be a medical diagnosis or treatment advice. A doctor-patient relationship is not created, and any questions related to your specific physical or mental health should be directed to your healthcare practitioner. So hello, and thank you for joining Sandra and Giovanni for another episode of the Sicilian Secret Diet Plan Podcast.